heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? What are the horses to follow? The forgetful runs, the stories on Racing Pulse. Bring on David Gately. Bring on David Gately indeed for his post-mortem and wrap-up of the weekend's racing. I'll be interested to know who David Gately's loyal followers anointed as the performance of the week. We today have made Clade Moore and also Gemma Riley the Macca's Racing Moment of the Week with thanks to Macca's 30 Days, 30 Deals, a new deal for every day of November. 20% off orders of 10% of $10 or more and don't wait to get those deals, you can order now on your My Maccas app. David Gately, how was your weekend? Uh, it was a lot of fun. I think the racing uh, was terrific. I liked the placement of, of the race. We need to get the track uh, right. Um, but uh, the uh, Thousand Guineas, I thought, was a great success in its inaugural running. Um, you know, there was a, much, a lot of conjecture, wasn't there, earlier in the, the carnival about, oh, you know, horses can't stay up. Well, there's no obligation to run it in there, you know. You can run wherever you like. But if you've got a handy horse, you can always find a good race. And what it's done, it's just taken away the clash, really, hasn't it, with the flight stakes. But I like it. I like the Rupert Clark as well. And I think they're both won by really um, high-grade horses, especially Magic Time, who, you know, could be a real star of the turf. Yeah, I agree. Um, she defied the pattern, set out wide. Yep. Um, she did it tough and she was the strongest late. There were a few unlucky runners behind, but I don't think anyone was going to beat Magic Time. And was that how your um, loyal followers viewed the run of the and race of the day? Yeah, they did. And, and look, I, I, for what it's worth, I, you know, one person, one vote. I'm all for that, but I agree with them. I think she was the run of the day across the country um, for those reasons you outlined. Uh, she covered more ground uh, than most and... She was actually wide with a trail, uh, but then lost her cover sort of a fair way from home and, and still beat them. So um, I could see why uh, some bookies, uh, you know, and just a bit of a drift, you know, taking on, given the pattern. But, um, you know, she, if, if you're doing that, that is winning against the pattern. You simply have to be better than them. And she was. And she was the run of the day, 37%. Cole Crusher wasn't far behind. They were 35%, had a lot of fans. Clayton Moore, 17%. Great story. I agree with you there. Jolly Star, 11% rounded out the, the poll. Uh, interesting SMS, Gator, um, coming through saying, how do you review that meeting on Saturday or meetings where there is a particular bias that um, can advantage some and disadvantage others? Yeah, so pretty simply, uh, add merit to those that were able to um, make ground uh, and race in that part of the track. Add merit to their performance. And to the, you know, the other end of that spectrum... You probably have to, um, you know, downplay, if you like, or detract uh, a few little merit points off those who did race in that part of the track. So, um, you know, there were a couple of uh, decent price winners who led and, or raced, you know, with that uh, trailing run inside, and uh, they overperformed their market expectation. So we talk about SP profile a bit, uh, and that's where that's factored in, I think. A couple of SMSs on the same... Uh, topic here. Hey, Gator, thought Ayrton was very unlucky in the straight, should have been in the finish. That's from Winkers. Hey, Gator, what do you make of the interference in the Rupert Clark? I reckon it cost Ayrton a place in the top three. Not saying would have won, but 
was the unlucky runner. Uh, what do you? What did you think? I, I've got to say, I, I watched Ayrton because I backed him, and I, I thought he probably yeah. should have run a place. He was just never in the right spot, and then um, yeah, every door shut. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. I think yeah, we're watching the same uh, movie. Um, sort of off midfield, straightening up, and. It's a tough place to be on the day anyway, but then just got tightened at such a vital stage. Picked up, hit the line nicely, fifth quickest last 200, 12-12, but I certainly marked him uh, in the should have finished closer bracket, yep. Uh, any other runs out of the uh, Rupert Clark that you were impressed with, uh, with horses moving forward? Well, Skewiff was terrific, yeah. you know, given um, she became the widest uh, on the day and only a straight ace was a quicker last 200 than her and straight ace was weaving through with mixed luck and ran really well um i thought munamek was another unlucky story he's probably not quite good enough anyway but um you know you'd love to you'd love to find out if you backed him because he just didn't get that clear running so look i didn't think it was an overly messy race but there's a couple there that that you know clearly a should have finished closer or b um ran well against the pattern just on the speed, the um, visually watching it looked like it was a brutally run race. What were the what were the numbers telling you? Fast, forty six four eight. First eight hundred off a standing start is low flying by any um, records. If you're seven lengths above Group One average, you're flying, mm. and if you're near sixteen lengths above all averages, you are flying. Thousand guineas. It ended up being uh, a perfect race for Jolie Star, drawing the pole. It was a J-Max special and yep. you wanted to be on her a long way out. I thought the run of the race, though, was Skybird with the way the, the pattern was. Yeah, look, I think uh, you're right. I was surprised when I looked up at my screens on the Rostown Hotel and Jolie Star was 460. Um, but, you know, that was uh, clearly due to the fact we knew by race seven how the track was playing the stable openly said we're going to sit up closer and punters are thinking, okay, we're going to get the rails trail here on, on the way, you know, and the track's playing. We, we think she's going to be strong at the mile, and she was. But I agree, she travelled really well, didn't she, in behind them. And um, despite that strong speed, I mean, they were six and a half lengths above Group 1 average themselves. Uh, so no loafing, but she absorbed that pressure. Um, she peeled off the leader's back. One well, length and a half, so it's not as if she fell in. And um, Marker didn't miss her, given the run she had on a track that um, suited her. I think Arctic Glamour's a better filly still, even coming out of the race. Uh, she was t- fabulous against the, the pattern of the race. Quick race, fastest home. Skybird agree. She uh, was very good, uh, given the way the track was playing. And she was race faster, six to the four, then four to the two. Interestingly, she was sixth quickest last 200. So her run did end, you know, relative to the field. Um, and others out in that part of the track were able to finish, you know, more, you know, stronger than her. But she's got a really nice future. I think it was a really good race um, and a race I want to trust. Yep. Um, did, did you say you were at the Rostown on Saturday? Oh, uh, yeah, just with the, the tab. Um, the, the tab, they like to do these uh, pub, uh, what do they call them? So, anyway, we, we broadcast from the, the pubs. I think it's about the fifth or sixth ones. So they're going to do more of those. and. You know, it was, um, it was good fun. Great pub back in my old stomping ground, yeah. Carnegie, uh, Michael. So, Have they constructed uh, the um, the Maxwell Smart Dome that can sit around you <laughs> so that you don't have to mix with the public? <laughs> uh, it was good to mix it. That, so when I coached footy, I coached at Oakley. And um, and uh, so a lot of, a lot of the, oh, a few of the local guys I coached actually came down and had a beer. So it was 
it was fabulous. Um, even a couple of the old Best Bets guys were there. So uh, a very respectful crowd, and most of them are, to be fair. Uh, every time we've done it, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I have to come down one Saturday. Let us know where mm. you're at next. Um, yep. Another race that's been moved to this um, newly um, built Thousand Guineas Day was the Blue Sapphire, and out to 1,400, and... Gee, I was taken with the win of Run, Harry, Run. Um, big horse. It looks like he's got a lot of scope for the future. Yeah, it was good effort, wasn't it? I mean, he had the rails trail run, so and he was $13. So we have to factor that in. We mentioned that earlier. But he was able to, similar to Jolly Star, uh, just sit behind a really fierce speed and, and still beat them. So um, the leader, Brave Mead, uh, went hard. 46.86 off a standing start first 800, seven and a half lengths above group three average for three-year-olds. So uh, they've actually gone, uh, what's that, um, uh, only slightly slower than the Magic Time Group 1. Um, overall time, uh, they're about three lengths slower still. But, you know, they're three-year-olds and they're not Group 1 horses yet. So, But you agree, look, he's done a really good job uh, and he's still got some upside. Brave Mead was brave, given the speed he was asked to go at, uh, even allowing for the pattern. And Arkansas kid, best closer, against the pattern, but still beaten, you know, 2.2 length. SMS saying, hey, Gator, when did you start to think there was a clear bias on Saturday? Uh, so the first race, we didn't get any guide because it was ridiculous um, tempo. So Riscar gave a good hope to it at a price. I still wasn't convinced, um, but Imperial Lad held on for third at big odds and Robusto tracked inside. So that was race two. So the warning signs were there. Um, I think a few thought the same thing. So a fast run race three allowed the winner a uh, place of gold to win away from the inside. So I thought, okay, uh, maybe it is tempo related. But then once race four, nothing made ground and mm. race five, it was pretty clear. Yeah, unlucky again, Saltaire, because the way the track was racing uh, out wide the whole way. Um, Miravel Rose is a pretty smart horse and... Have we just discounted Brazen's style because of what the pattern was? It's one, two out of three. Yeah, and she's got the upside, hasn't she? So they both came off maiden wins, Brazen style and Miraval Rose. And Miraval Rose is race, uh, rated a lot higher. Um, I think she went about five lengths and 11 lengths quicker than other races on the day. So she was the one the punters gravitated to, 340 favourite to sit on speed. Uh, Brazen style off a lower rating maiden win was 50 to one. Um, but, look, she was pretty tough. You know, she just fell in, but she won. You only got to be in front at the end of the race. But, um, yeah, we do have to probably, yeah, we do have to detract a little bit given that the pattern and agree, Saltaire, uh, just the wrong day here yeah, to be covering ground there. Commemorative hit the line nicely. So I'm not, um, and, and she did still did a bit wrong. So it was a crossroads race for her, and I think she passed that test. Mm. Um, SMS asking, Hey, Gator, what do you make of the South Australian um, Shripper who ran third in the Ned's Village Stakes? Um, looked like it was under pressure from a long way out, but just kept going. Yeah, look, really honest effort, wasn't it? Midfield outside with cover, wrong day for that. The winner led, you know. So um, hypotheticals, no slouch, though. And she ran time, one, two, six for the 1,100. Had her four lengths above listed average. So she's run a pretty slick her gallop, uh, but Shripper's run well against the pattern. Um, Curran very good against the pattern as was Prowling so a few to follow perhaps out of that fast race How did you um, rate the final of the Country Cups the first race of this type um, It was uh, a pretty solidly run race I think they went a length above 
the class average overall time a length and a half above. They run two two five for the two thousand metres. So pretty uh, useful gallop. The winner's just a bulldog, isn't he? Hello, more um, off the speed. He worked forward before the turn, and he just keeps on running. Just a machine. Red Sensation was out in time. Winner had a harder run and beat him. Captain Envious one to follow against the pattern. Similar story, perhaps Grand Piero. And Harmissian, who I tipped at a price, ran well as well, given the pattern. He was third, quickest last 200. That sectional betted only by the aforementioned Captain Evius and Grand Piero. Give us a, a summation of the major races in Newcastle. I must admit, I, I watched a Hunter, but I didn't have a close look on the rest of the card. And the Hunter, it was just dominated. And Ron Duffy, to his credit, did say that uh, this could yeah. be a pattern race on Friday when we spoke to him because he said Cole Crush is the only leader in the race. And he just ran them into the ground. Yeah, well, he didn't need to be the only leader running at that speed, did he? And he broke the track record doing it, so... Um, and, and Duff strongly tipped the horse. So, you know, really good judge and, and good win. I think King of Sparta, you can argue, strongly probably, you know, may well have tested him had he been able to get clear running, you know, 50 to 100 metres earlier. But, you know, that's open for debate. Um, Rustic still perhaps one to follow out of the race because he's got the upside and a few of these have been up a while. Is this Cole Crusher a horse that can continue to, to develop? He's... He's basically come off broad, uh, broad, uh, Broadway, easy for me to say, but um, he had a career-defining moment on Saturday. Yeah, he did. And look, to his credit, I mean, he, the start prior, he's finishing with Bella Nipotina, um, Think About It and Private Eye. You know, there's the Quinella of the Everest in there. And Bella Nipotina's just finished with Espiona in a, in a Group 1 uh, champion sprint. So, you know, there's some runs on the board for him. Um, but I do like him ridden that way and uh, let him run and, and he blinkers back on. He was able to do that and win well. So he's run the time. There's a track record. So, um, you know, some good horses run at Newcastle. So it's not, uh, you know, it's not a hack um, race and, and he's a good horse. Where's Marzu at these days? Look, needs a wet track, I think, and, and just, you know, and a length uh, easier races. So he's running okay against these elites. And he was an even, solid effort, ran fourth, you know, beat home plenty of horses in that race on Saturday. But, and he had 59 kilos too, so he's got to give them all weight. So um, not bad, but um, I think in order for him to win a race like that, he just needs it a bit wetter. How did the three-year-olds rate in the spring stakes uh, on Saturday in Newcastle? Uh, spring stakes, that was race seven. Um, they, it was an interesting race because they, they sort of ran along a bit, 60 uh, 0.7 first thousand metres of a Group Three race had them, you know, length and a half above class average. A good strong tempo. Run-ons ran one two. Gonzano wins the race. Kind words, you can argue probably should have won it. Um, and Kintai, the best of the on-speed runners, held third and probably ran really well as well. I think did so. A race uh, rated quite well. I think they were about a half length above Group Three average there. So it hasn't been the strongest race in recent years, but this year may be some exception to that. Uh, SMS asking if there was any excuse for she dances in the last at Caulfield on Saturday. Um, no, I think um, Rose Courts uh, took her advantage away when she led. I think she dances' best weapon is to control races. I mean, she's she, going into Saturday, she'd won six of seven at 1,200 metres and she'd about to control most of those from on speed. But once Rose Courts took her away, uh, took her out of her comfort zone a bit and with a little relative weight swing, I was able to beat her and paid nicely for uh, uh, for those that backed her. 
Uh, Gator, we've spoken about most of the horses uh, and the major races there. Um, one last one, Dunkel. Um, it was just a, uh, a farcically run race, the first at Caulfield. Um, is he a horse that you're, you're keen to follow heading towards maybe a Zipping Classic? 